excuse me, are we on? I think so. Thank you. Hello, it's Paul. It's Nessa. It's, it's Paul and Nessa's, Nessa's Happy, Happy Hour. Hour. A sketch comedy podcast with added stuff and nonsense. Hey, let me tell you about Paul and Nessa. They come from the planet of WOW. Once there was a little bit. Little bit. Little bit. Little bit of comedy in their eyes. Ha ha, this way. Ha ha, that way. Ha ha, this way. Episode 16. <laughs> Movies abridged for radio, number 27. Okay, so we are going to need a selection of pulleys, electric motors, hoist cables, counterweights, safety braking systems, uh, the materials to make the platforms and the cars, and the panels to make the little lightier buttons to tell you which floor you're on. Schindler's List. Welcome to Paul and Nessa's Happy Hour, and we've got loads to pack in this episode, so we're just going to get straight on with it. Yeah, we are, we certainly have. And all I would say, though, is make sure you listen right the way to the very end of this episode. There's Mm. a nice little added extra just shoved in there. (laughs) I like a nice little extra shoved in. (laughs) Yeah, you certainly do. (laughs) Right, enough of that, on with the show. (laughs) Dirty laugh. a journey. I was floating down a tunnel towards a bright light and now I'm here in this magical, peaceful place. All right, all right. Now you've clumsily established a setup. Get on with the sketch. Are you God? That's my name. Don't wear it out. So this is heaven? Yep. Bloody hell. Right, come on then. I've got a lot to do today, so just get on with it. You can ask me three questions before entering the afterlife. Oh, right. Great. Um, Oh, I know. This one's always bugged me. How come the older we get, we get more and more of these, uh, like, annoying little hairs growing out of our nostrils and earlobes? What? Yeah, you know, as soon as you cut them, they grow straight back and they just look bloody horrible. I mean, what's the point of them? Are you sure that's what you want your first question for God to be? I mean, the vast majority of people usually open with, I don't know, why do I allow war to happen? Oh, no, I figured that out years ago. Basically, humans are fucking egomaniac idiots. Of course, we're going to spend half our time massacring our own species. It's usually in your name anyway. Yes, well, for the record, I never told anybody to do anything. I don't know where this in God's name bullshit started. I keep trying to send signs for a peaceful world, but nobody seems to get them. Oh, like what? Oh, you know, 
rainbows, fluffy white clouds in a clear blue sky, Monty Don, you know, those kind of things. Oh. So anyway, the hairs? Oh yeah, right. It's just a hangover of evolution from when you were all living in caves and covered in hair just to keep warm. Uh, evolution? Well, yeah, but not as you know it, not that whole natural selection thing. <sighs> Basically, I started the whole thing as a bit of fun when I was bored one light year, made an amoeba, then built things up from there. You could think of the Earth as basically a giant game of The Sims. Right. Okay, next question. I've got a stack of prayers to ignore and file. Oh, um, oh, oh, I know. If pizza's around, right, why are they delivered in square boxes? Are you shitting me? That's your next question. Yeah, I've always wondered. You're not going to ask me, I don't know, why cancer exists? Oh, God, no, please. I'm done trying to figure out diseases. The latest outbreak we've got has had around 25 million cases just because some of our species like eating bats. I'm telling you, we're fucked. If we are your game of The Sims, I'd press reset. Hmm, I did think about going back to Pac-Man a while back. Aye, I would. Uh, so, uh, the pizza boxes? Oh, right. Well, they're just easier to make that way. It's simple. OK, look, I've got a feeling you're not taking this too seriously. So do you want to just get on with your final question? I've got to fit some smiting in before bedtime. All right, yeah. But, but before I do, please, can you tell those angels to shut that bloody harp music up? Leave it out, lads. Hey, what's that all about, anyway? The music just relaxes me. It's my eye-god shuffle. Oh, don't do crap puns, God. It's beneath you. Sorry. Wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't such an outdated pun. I know, but God, if I just didn't seem to quite scan. All right, have you got your last question? Yes. How the hell did Jeremy Clarkson manage to achieve and maintain a career? <laughs> Sorry, pal. Not even I can answer that one. <laughs> If I'm honest You gotta be honest Can I be honest? Better than telling a lie Woo! It's feature time and yes, it's the return of If I'm Honest The feature where we admit to something that's maybe a little bit un-PC <laughs> or a bit morally ambiguous yes. or whatever Or whatever And then discuss now, I did the last one way back in episode 16, so this time, much? it's your turn, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't know where your accent went there, <laughs> but it was very interesting. Thank you. Yes, but aren't we on episode 16, though? Wasn't it episode 6 when you did it? Anyway, that's Did I not say episode 16? Yes, I think you did. I was too busy concentrating on my accent. Yes. <laughs> I've gone horribly wrong. <laughs> no, well, let's crack on, but what, what I want to do before we start on this one... I just want to qualify what I'm about to say, okay? Because we are recording this and first mm. releasing it, um, this particular episode, in October 2020, right? Yes. 2020, like the year that never was, basically. <laughs> We're in the middle of this, like, global fuckfest that is... <laughs> fuckfest? Yeah, that is coronavirus. <laughs> the same as a wankfest. No, it's, it's just, like, it's it's just a frigging nightmare, right? Um, And just to be... Absolutely serious for a second, right? We know that it is. It's just truly horrible. Um, it's it's you know it, it's unfathomably tragic and 
bizarre and awful and millions of people around the world have been affected, right? Yeah. Okay, and I, you know, I'm not being glib about that. To be absolutely genuinely serious just for a second, we've you know, we're not immune to that. We've had a family member who we've lost in hospital this year, right? So yeah. I'm absolutely not being glib or, or facetious or anything about any of that, okay? Good. <laughs> no, absolutely. Just want to make that clear. But However. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest, like, th- there are aspects of the whole lockdown side of it yeah. that I'm really... Very happy about. <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> I bet you are, yeah. yeah. Um. Well, if I could simplify it, for me, the pressure's been taken off. Because of the business that we work in, it's kind of, well, you can't do anything. So if you if you can't do anything and that's taken away from you, that choice is taken away from you, then there's fuck all you can do about it, is yeah, there? Uh, but and it's it's a scary thing. But actually, that's made me as a person relax. So actually, has made me sort of go, well, is that time to change what you do anyway? Then, oh, like, um, what, all am this... I taking that off of a complete different? Well, no. All I was going to say was it's just great to not have to see any of the cunts that you usually <laughs> have to see. You know what I mean? Like people who you have to work with or, you know, pretendy <laughs> friends who were your friends and you're not really, you don't really like them anymore. You haven't got anything in common with them, but you've just still socialised with them because you're too lazy to tell them to go and fuck themselves. God, don't. <laughs> now, now we've got, like you said, we've got that excuse. To go, oh, so's me at lockdown. No, I'm not allowed to leave the house. Social distancing. No, I can't come to your shit party, so's. Before before all this happened, our our excuse used to be, "Ah, oh, sorry, I'm in a rehearsal that day. <laughs> sorry, I can't come. I'm, I'm rehearsing. I've got a podcast to record. <laughs> <laughs> I... Oh God, hurry up, 2021. I miss you all. <laughs> I'm lonely. <laughs> nah, you're all right. Just just stay off for a little bit longer. I'm enjoying sitting around those doing no. Yeah, I know you are. And getting paid off the government for doing it. <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> if I'm honest. You gotta be honest. Can I be honest? Better than telling a lie. Movies abridged for radio, number 32. La règle est sur la table. Um, some tablets and 20 regal for Sue? Lost in translation. Jokes that make you laugh, jokes, jokes that make you cry, jokes, jokes that are really, really funny. Ha-ha. Jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. You give me permission. <sighs> what do you get if you cross a cocker spaniel with a poodle and a rooster? <laughs> oh, 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 I think I've got it. Hang on, let me. A cocker spaniel with a poodle. And a rooster. Is it a cock a poodle do? <laughs> yeah, but you did it shit. A cock a poodle do. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Fucking hell. If you're going to guess it, guess it with... You call yourself an actor. <laughs> no, I don't. Not anymore. <laughs> I could say that I've given up on acting, but I think acting's given up on me. I think it did that many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Puny humans, I am Agala, leader of the Graspatrons, your overlords. We received this memory stick from you yesterday by shuttle, and I can tell you we are not impressed. Play the recording, trooper. <laughs> what is the meaning of this? Firstly, the memory stick is far too small and fiddly to be easily used by us with our huge hands. My wife broke a nail trying to fit it into the machine. Do not send us further communications this way. Secondly, the message does not make sense. It is not a dialect we recognize. Many of your puny human communications so far have been agreeable, if primitive, and we enjoy particularly the visual waveform designated this morning, with Holly Willow Boob and Flip School Field. <clears throat> uh, my lord, the translation of the human message is complete. Excellent, Trooper. We have run the message through our most advanced software, and so now we will see what you meant by this strange missive. Play it. Buck. 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 Okay. Uh, we think it might be intended for someone called uh, Bok, my lord. Inspired. Staff lists have drawn a blank, though. Sire, the nearest is Bok from uh, social housing. And how long did it take our most powerful IT systems to translate this? Uh, three days, sire. Uh, lesser races tremble beneath our technical brilliance. Yes, thank you, trooper. I'll do the publicity. Stroke my chin thoughtfully, will you? Sire. I'm not certain, Trooper, but something about this whole business makes me think we're being made to look like a bunch of foolish fools. Are we certain that shuttle contained nothing else but a memory stick? And the lady who was holding it. And the lady who was... What? Why wasn't I told about this before? Uh, she said she was a special emissary, and it was a surprise for you. Did she indeed? I think you'll find, Trooper, that wandering around our control complex is now a human agent, probably planning to destroy us. How rude. Take immediate action. Seal the complex. Attention. Complex is being sealed. 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 Uh, bit of a giveaway, that really, isn't it, sire? Health and safety legislation. Another nail in the coffin of the impulsive evil mastermind. Is the complex sealed yet? Attention, complex is now sealed. Attention, complex is now sealed. Attention. Complex is now sealed. Attention! Complex is now sealed. Yes, sire. Oh dear, it broke. Well done, trooper. I thought we were on lockdown. Uh, that could be bought from uh, social housing, my lord. I asked him to pop along in case the recording was for him. Enter. 
Are you bulk? No, I always walk this way. <laughs> Priceless. Shut up, Trooper. Are you the bulk from social housing? Yes, I can be that bulk. What bulk are you? I'm not any kind of bulk. I am Megala, Lord of all Grass Patrons. Oh, sorry. You look different on the stamps. You are treading on very thin ground, bulk. Trooper, play the recording. Is this meant for you? Oh, the irony. No, it's meant for you, my bork. Stop saying bork! You're the bork! All right, all right, calm down. It's the humans calling you a chicken. Chicken? Coward, gutless, yellow belly. Yes, I see. Thank you for the insight, bork. You may return to your duties. Do you mind if I just loiter around here for a bit instead? Yes, I do. We're concentrating on locating the mysterious human female. Or you could wait for her to find you. Bork, you talk in riddles. You have very small hands for a grass patron, and your skin is the wrong colour. And why have you zipped your extra chins down into your tunic? It's because I'm... (laughs) Deformed! Great pink bulbous chins! No, I'm a woman, you idiot! (gasps) She's not bought from social housing at all. She's that special emissary lady. And she can't get out. So puny human... We meet at last. Please, just call me Turbo Tina. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Trooper. Only I may find it funny. Find the name funny, huh? Well, kiss my grits. To be continued. To be continued. To be continued. Daphne, dear Daphne. Daphne, dear Daphne, please help dear Daphne, we're really desperate dear Daphne, 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 please help me Daphne. Well now, Nessa's just had to leave the studio for a few minutes. Uh, the rag and bone man's doing his rounds and she's gone to claim her free balloon. Uh, but not to worry, because we've been joined in the studio by industry troubleshooter and our very own resident agony aunt, Daphne Crankshaft Doodleburg. Hello, Daphne. No, hello, Paul. <coughs> oh, uh, are you are you all right, Daphne? <coughs> yes. Oh, don't worry, I've had the test. Right. Now, uh, the last time you were here with us, you were extolling the virtue of ice, weren't you? Mm, that's right, Paul, yes. I was heavily engaged as a wally. Yes, and how's that going? Oh, I've moved on, Paul. Whilst it's true that we all like ice, there's only so much of it you can take before it gets a bit boring, you know? (laughs) Yes, so I've moved on to a new challenge now, Ah. and I'm working with an organisation that's all about nature. Oh, it's very close to my heart. Ah, well, that's brilliant, Daphne. That's great. So who are you working with at the moment? Trustees International for Trees and Shrubs. Uh, Right. Just helping them to get their message out there. Yeah, so that would be T-I-T-S. No, that's them. Tits. Excuse me? Tits. You're working for tits. Oh, ah, (laughs) yes, I see, yes, that's right. T-I-T-S. 
Dits. I've wanted to get back to nature for a long time now. Yes, yes. And getting my teeth into tits has really... <laughs> it's really helped me to do... It's brought out the humour in me, clearly. Of course, yes, yes, yes. It's well, helped listen, me to do that. We, we better get on uh, with the first letter from one of our listeners, if that's all right, Daphne. Um, now, this one here is from Bryony. Uh, who lives in Loose Bottom in East Sussex. <laughs> Lovely part of the country. Yes. Now, Bryony has got a new puppy, uh, and she's been trying to potty train it, but she can't. Oh, well, often with puppies, their bark is worse than their bite. Yes, yes. Well, anyway, um, it keeps weeing in the house. Do you have any solutions? No, easy. Plant a tree in the garden. Next. Uh, right, yes. Okay, well, uh, this one here is from Archibald and he's from Nobs Crook in Dorset. <laughs> he says that because of the COVID situation, mm. uh, like so many people, he's recently lost his job and mm. he's naturally very worried about money. Mm, yes, well, of course. Mm. Well, he can discuss his concerns with citizens' advice. Yes, they have branches everywhere. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, of course, yes. But um, mm. he is worried about all the bills coming in, especially the heating bills, you know, coming up mm. over the winter. Oh, yes, well, mm. to keep warm in winter, you can't beat an open fire so romantic. Mm. So what I suggest is open up all the fireplaces in your house and get them going. Oh, and of course, a perfect ongoing supply of free fuel is wood. Ah. So get out in your garden and plant lots and lots of lovely trees. Right, yes. Okay, finally then, we've got Fred, who lives in Wetwang in Yorkshire. <laughs> Oh, Paul, I've been through wet wang on many occasions. <laughs> Lovely. Now, now, Fred runs a steel manufacturing plant, mm. um, but he wants to diversify a bit, and so he needs to rebrand, so he needs a, a good new logo. Oh, well, of course, Fred. This is my speciality. Now, take a pen, Fred. Take it now. <laughs> Take it now, yes. Can I? Do, shall I do this as well? Can oh, I do? Oh yes, please do, Paul. Excellent. Yes, okay. you, you could do with a good Go. logo or two. <laughs> yes. Now take it and draw with me. Yes. Now your business is is steel, isn't it? I've got that right. Yes. So what I want you to do is take your pen and draw a straight line from left to right. Straight. Go on, masculine. More. Oh, draw that line. That's the ground on which you stand. Oh. Now coming off that ground. I want you to draw two straight parallel vertical lines. Oh, yeah. Big, strong, sturdy lines. Uh-huh. Do more. Oh, yes, that's good. Oh, You're right. really getting into... Oh, nice one, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. oh, now, Fred, so are lines. you following? Yes, it, lots of lines. They signify the strength of your company. Now, the smoke to signify industriousness. Oh, so above each set of lines, are you listening to me, Fred? Yeah, he's listening. Oh, definitely. good. Okay. Are you, Paul? I'm listening. This is very important. Yes. So above each set of lines, yes. draw around them loosely in a wavy line. Oh, get oh. get flirty with it. <laughs> Show the smoke. Oh, lovely ah. squiggly lines uh-huh. touching just lightly 
touching the tops of each strand that's vertical. Uh-huh. How does that look? Uh, it looks like a bunch of trees. Perfect. <laughs> well done, Paul. Oh, that does, yes. You can have that for free, darling. No fee. Yes. All right. Well, uh, I think that's all we've got time for, Daphne. Oh, well. It's been lovely being here again, Paul, and helping your listeners with their problems. And don't forget, in these troubled times, it does us very good to get back to nature. Get out there, amongst the trees and the shrubs. Mm -hmm. Hug a tree. And that's what me and my organisation want to help people to do. So please, everyone, if you ever feel you need to de-stress, just come and see me and my tits, (coughs) and we'll be happy to help. Are you okay, Paul? Feel free to come and play with my tits. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Daphne. Oh, you really helped me, Daphne. Get over me problems. We win product placement. <laughs> Movies abridged for radio. Number 35 I'm cross I'm peeved I'm vexed I'm annoyed I'm infuriated I'm wrathful I'm livid I'm incensed I'm hot under the collar I'm in a right paddy I'm apoplectic with rage I'm John Osborne Twelve Angry Men His veins are coming up, his head's gonna explode. He's gonna go on and on and on. This pulls out. <laughs> you never run out of anything to rant about, never, do you? Never. Oh god. No. Go on then. Slugs. <laughs> slugs. Not sugs. Not sugs from madness. He's alright, he can stir. <laughs> but slugs. Oh, vile. And snails, yeah. Horrible. Horrible, slimy, greasy, dirty little Blech. things. Pointless. No, absolutely pointless, yeah. I mean, literally. There's, <laughs> there's no points on them. <laughs> yeah. Apart from their little, I can't believe I'm doing it, the little things that come out the top of their heads. You are actually doing the little yeah. antenna thing on the top <laughs> of your head, aren't you? But no, and this has only come to light in the last few weeks since we got our new dog. Because um, you, you take her out to the garden, obviously. Oh, for, the little twat for... loves them. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're really bad for dogs. Like, they're yeah. poisonous. So we're mm-hmm. constantly going around on fucking slug watch <laughs> picking slugs off the floor picking slugs off the windows picking slugs off the out of garden her mouth. furniture yeah exactly and and snails mm. she, she loves to crunch the snails the sound they're just they're just horrible horrible little things do you remember when we lived in them digs in in when we were you know students Back in the early days in Maidenhead. <laughs> Which one? Well, we were living in that, like, it was almost a basement flat, ground floor flat. But every time it rained, the rain, like, came down to the back door. And we had them horrible oh, slugs crawling yes, across yes, the, yes, the yes. kitchen floor. They just vile and they leave that horrible, dirty snot. trail. Yeah. Snail snot. I, I think you're kind of agreeing with us on, on this one, I'm agreeing you? with you on them. Yeah. On it. Horrible. I'd, if anyone knows, tweet us what the point of them are. Yeah. Have they actual, actually got a purpose? Apart in from life? to piss us off. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I have actually... I, I was in France. It's that thing of, you know, when mm. in Rome. I wasn't in Rome. I was in France. I was in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> when in Rome, eat snails. No. 
when in France eat snails, but I have actually in my life ate one snail in a in a French restaurant. I'm nearly wrong. Pu- I, oh, honestly, I just had to do it just to uh, say that I'd done it in France. Do you know what I also uh, ate the same uh, night in the same restaurant? Pig snout. Uh, <laughs> I I had um it started with onion soup. It was more onion than soup. And then there was pig, like pig nose. I know that's all there was on the menu that I actually thought I might be able to get through. This is how this is how sick the French are. And then I've just thought of next next episode's rant. The French. <laughs> We haven't got any downloads in France, have we? Not anymore. (laughs) Getting really angry with trivial, pointless, pathetic little things. That was Paul's rant. Hello, Violet. Oh, hello, Nora. Fancy seeing you here. Yes, I'm on a school run today, picking up the grandchildren from school. Oh, funny. Me too. Yes, I've got to pick the little darlings up because my son, Stephen, you remember Stephen? Yeah. Well, Stephen and his wife are in Stockholm, where he's being awarded the Nobel Prize for Science. Oh, that's nice. Well, it's funny, that, because my son Trevor... Remember Trevor? Well, Trevor and his wife are away in Washington, D.C., training to be astronauts with NASA. Oh, fancy. (laughs) Anyway, Vi, how have you been since I last saw you? Not good, Nora, if I'm honest. I was the victim of a fraud a little while back. No! Yes. Oh, it was awful, no. A young man came to the door looking all respectable in a suit and glasses. I should have known better, really. But he had a badge and a clipboard. I know. I mean, how was I to know? Well, that's right. Said he was from the water board and he'd come to check me meter. So I let him up me back passage. Well, you would, why wouldn't you? Left him to it while I was feeding the cockapoo in the front room. I came back five minutes later and he'd taken everything. Oh, no. Yep. All me jewellery, the biscuit tin full of 50 notes from under the sink, me purse, me handbag, me pension book, the La Crusade set. <gasps> He'd even had away with the bloody boiler off the kitchen wall. Oh, Violet. I sat there shivering and frozen for four nights until they could get replacement out. Oh, how awful for your love. That must have been terrible. Yeah. Of course, a similar thing happened to me last month. Oh, yeah? Yes, there was a new boy delivering the meals on wheels, young lad. He looked a bit of a jippo, now I think back, but he had the uniform on and his nails were nicely manicured, so I thought no more of it and I let him in my kitchenette. Easy done, no. I would have done the same. Well, I'm sitting watching Father Brown, which I never like to miss, as you know. So I just told him to leave it on the side. Twenty minutes later, after Mark Williams had solved the crime yet again, I go to the kitchen only to find it completely gone. You mean he'd stolen everything from your kitchen? No, I mean he'd stolen my actual kitchen. The whole room, bricks, mortar, roof, just taken off the back of the house. He must have had it away in the back of a transit, the filthy little pikey. I was stuck with a gaping big hole in my south-facing wall for a week and a half before they sent the builders round. Oh, that's awful, no. They've got no shame these days, have they? No respect, Vi, that's what it is. Of course, 
I was a victim of even worse fraud a while back. Oh yeah, what happened? Well, there I was one day, watching Countdown and having my Nick Hewer fantasy. Then all of a sudden the phone rings. The girl on the other end says she's from the phone number lottery and I'd won £5 million and a year's supply of tapioca. The phone number lottery? I'd never heard of that one, why? I hadn't either, but she said it was new and that I probably wouldn't have. But then she gave me the numbers of me phone number, so I was convinced. Well, yeah, but she'd already rang your number. I mean, you're in the book, aren't you? I know, Nora. I was a fool, but I still had the image of Nick Cure naked and smothered all in peanut butter going round me head. I wasn't thinking straight. Understandable. Anyway, I gave the woman my bank details, and before I knew it, I've lost me pension, all me savings, the little family villa in Tuscany, oh, and even me own house, taken from me just like that in the blink of an eye. I was homeless for two months, nor. Living on the streets in a cardboard box. Oh, awful. The only saving grace was that it was an Amazon box. So it was five times bigger than it needed to be. Turned out to be quite spacious, if I'm honest. Mm, well, it's funny you talk about being duped, Vi, because last month I had my identity stolen in an international fraud scheme which resulted in me being convicted of being the sole perpetrator of 9-11. You're joking me! I'm not, Vi. My God, strike me down if I breathe a word of a lie. Now, what it was... All I did was innocently fill in a survey at the local co-op, giving feedback on the shop's general performance, you know. Oh, yes. You can get some good money off vouchers for doing that. Exactly, Vi, yes. Well, I was distracted by the two-for-one offer they had going on Garibaldi's, wasn't I? Filled in the fields that weren't asterisked, didn't I? Oh, no. Oh, no. I gave them my full name, date of birth, MNS loyalty card number, everything. Thing. Before I know it, the American government is smashing me back doors in. Oh dear. I'm slapped in handcuffs, a blanket over me head, and I'm thrown in the back of an unmarked van. They took me to a deserted warehouse, chained me up, waterboarded me for hours on end, made me listen to George Ezra. Oh my god, Nora! Yep. And then they threw me in a cell and left me to rot without any food or water. I was traumatised, Vi. I really was. I'm still suffering flashbacks now. I was tricked into donating both lungs last week by a charlatan in a white coat. Had to have two whoopee cushions surgically implanted to save my life. I was tricked into giving my eyes to a blind dog by Battersea Dogs Home the other day. I can't actually see a thing. I only knew it was you thanks to my acute sense of smell. I had my vagina stolen by a pretend gynaecologist yesterday. Whipped the old thing right away from me before I could say Paul Robinson. I look like a bloody action man down there now. My whole body was stolen by aliens this morning. They were disguised as the other members of me knit and natter and they've taken me away to do probing experiments on my lifeless human carcass. What you're talking to now is actually a sophisticated hologram they put in my place. Hello, Granny. Oh, there's my little soldier. Well, I'll be off. See you later, Violet. Oh, bye, Nora, love.
What a two-faced, lying twat that wrinkly old bitch is. Strange but true. It's strange but true. Strange but true. It's strange but true. Strange but true. It's strange but true. Alfred Hitchcock had a phobia of eggs. What? No, he didn't. He would leave the table if anybody ordered an (laughs) omelette. I ain't sitting here watching you eat that shit. (laughs) I didn't know Alfred Hitchcock was a company wife, boy. Neither did I. We're going to shoot this thriller now. Action. Go on, stab that shower curtain. But seriously, how can how can it's you have eggs. how can you have a phobia of eggs? <laughs> and what do they think it's going to crack open? Weird, and, yeah. Mind you, I have heard that was going to be the original premise for the film The Birds. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be called The Eggs. <laughs> just just this this woman running around a Midwest town, being chased by people in Humpty Dumpty costumes. <laughs> no wonder he had a phobia of them. Uh, I wonder. Well, I imagine other Hitchcock films that could be like eggified. <laughs> Dial- Re- rear window. Rear window. What would that be? Eggs, egg covered, squashed, flat. <laughs> <laughs> you could just miss the concept. <laughs> I was thinking more like instead of dial M for murder, it could be like dial O for omelette. <laughs> Chickens on a train. Strange but true. It's strange but true. Movies abridged for radio, number 39. Ma, ma, shh. Silence of the Lambs. Okay, I think that's quite enough nonsense for now, isn't it? <laughs> absolutely. I'm stuffed and nonsensed out for another week. Yes, absolutely. Me too. So uh, <laughs> that's it. Well, it's nearly the time for the end of the show. We'll just put one more sketch on. <laughs> one egg is enough. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Movies abridged for radio, number 23. There was a theme she had on a scheme he had, talking a foreign land. To take life on earth, the second birth, and the man was his command. Don't push too far, your dreams are China in your hands. Don't wish too hard, because they come true and you can't help them you don't know what you might have set up on yourself singing in the rain You've been listening to Paul and Nessa's Happy Hour. Conceived, written and performed by Paul Dunn and Nessa Karen. Sketches were written by Paul Dunn and Nessa Karen. Megala was written by Tim Gambrell and featured the additional voices of David Foster, Adam Ramsey, Dolores Peretta, Carol Cook and Rachel Swan. 
Incidental music was by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.filmmusic.io. The script editor was Paul Dunn. Happy Hour is a Crank Danville production. Bye! Au revoir les enfants! <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, uh, here's that little extra treat shoved in uh, that we promised at the start of the episode. When I was putting this episode together this week, I just couldn't resist this. Oh, God, what have you done? Right, <laughs> well, uh, that final quickie sketch that we just played out there, the singing in the rain one? Yes, yes. I, yes, I thought my rendition of trying in your hand was faultless. Yeah, I did, I Thank did, you. exactly, Good. yeah. That's why I Great think answer. everyone deserves to hear the full recording in its pure, raw state. No, yes. no. Yep, Oh, absolutely. bloody hell. And uh, frankly, if this doesn't give an idea of how much dicking about goes into putting these shows together, then nothing will. So here we go, enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll like this one. <laughs> <laughs> Movies abridged for radio. He was a theme she had on a scheme he had, tall in a foreign land, to take life on earth through the second birth, and the man was he, command. He was a flight on the wing of a young girl <laughs> that flew too far away. Don't push too far, your dreams are China in your hands. Don't wish too hard, because you may come true. And and you can't help them. You don't know what you might have set up on yourself. Like China in your hand. Doom, 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 doom. Came from greed, never born of the sea, took a life from a baron. <laughs> oh, eyes wide. Are you aware you're doing like a Chinese a accent? Form of a man, a prophecy for a fantasy, the curses of a vivid mind. Don't push too far, your dreams are China in your hand. Don't wish too hard because they may come true (laughs) and you can't help them. You don't know what you might have set up on yourself. Like China in your hand. China in your hand. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Took me back to being 13 in the 80s. Fucking hell, let me just get the out. Singing in the rain. (laughs) (laughs) That has definitely got to go out on an outtake. (laughs) Oh, Jesus.